Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. In a moment, we'll be joined by Trey Biddy of hogsports.com. But first, let me speak to my man Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen Casino. Now, Neil, am I seeing this? Am I believing this? Flash bets are now up and rolling? Yes, sir, for Major League Baseball. Tonight, there are 15 Major League Baseball games on the slate. First ones start about 5.40 p.m. And yes, click on the main market, click on the flash bet, and you will see an extensive betting menu. And those are just the pre-match. Wait till you see the pitch-by-pitch menus that come up as the game is being played. Please be mindful that if you're streaming the game on over the Internet or over a satellite, there could be broadcast delay. Uh, the, uh, the, the flash bets are on a low-latency feed, and they're happening as the game is happening. But, yes, flash bets are now live for Major League Baseball on Bet Saracen, an exclusive that no one else in the state has. And we're especially proud to be able to present this new product to our fantastic, wonderful sports bettors that continue to make Bet Saracen the number one online gaming platform in the state of Arkansas. I did check out some of the MLB specials. Uh, this one I thought was a little little low uh, at plus one thousand. That was the Orioles, Cardinals, and Cubs all to win. That should have been like four thousand to one. <laughs> well, you wow, know, uh, I mean, sports betting is an opinion, so uh, Randy has his opinion. Uh, I have mine, and I have a boss to answer to whenever we lose a bunch of money. By the way, so. <laughs> Randy gets to do this for fun. I have to do it. I for couldn't real, resist. So. I couldn't resist. I know. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, you may have a point there looking at that. <laughs> but, hey, that's my opinion, too. So. <laughs> All right, Neil, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. It's Neil Atkinson by way of Saracen Casino. Be sure to get the app at Bet Saracen. If not, go online at BetSaracen.com. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Now Rick, I, d- I don't know if Trey did this for my benefit, he just didn't put it on the uh, heading on the particular uh, article that he had. He had the final scholarship distribution. He wants me to save trees. So hopefully this is the last one, Trey, that I'll have to print off for a while. Well, it's going to be the last one until, well, I mean, for a long time, because you can't enter the transfer. You wouldn't wouldn't try to transfer now. I mean, you just have to sit out if you're going to transfer. So, uh, and all the... Scholarships are accounted for, so it's not like they could. Somebody did leave; they could redistribute it or something. They've they've filled up with eighty five now, and pretty close to you know the formula that I use: the three deep plus one at every position. Uh, you've got four scholarship quarterbacks. 
uh, five scholarship running backs. You're a little better off there. Of course, they do some two-back stuff. Nine scholarship wide receivers now. Um, so they're just one off the mark there at wide receiver. Six scholarship tight ends, a little over, but again, they do do the two tight end sets. So 15 offensive linemen, so just kind of one shy there, but pretty close. Uh, some good walk-ons also on, on the team. Eight defensive ends, eight defensive tackles, nine linebackers, nine cornerbacks, nine safeties, and you know we could possibly see some some moving around uh, in the in the secondary, and then you've got. Uh, one of each of the specialists, the, the punter, kicker, and holder, uh, one each of those on scholarships. So, um, yeah, we don't have to worry about updating this chart anymore or printing off any more paper, Randy. And this all came about by, I don't know if it's a, a 12-hour edition or yeah. if it's a 24-hour uh, midnight edition, but uh, Desmond... One eighteen, Randy. One eighteen a.m. One eighteen a.m. Desmond yeah. James has joined the team. Yeah, close. Dasmond. It's a different Dasmond. D-A-Z- okay. Yeah, D A Z M I N. Dasmond. Okay. Uh, Dasmond James, six two one eighty five. He is an eighty nine, which is just a little bit below four star status. Which um, number what five hundred and eighteen ranked prospect uh, in the country on the twenty four seven Sports composite. Um, it looked like he was gonna he was going to junior college, and then um, I guess my school started kind of coming after him. Uh, North Carolina, uh, Liberty, Arkansas, maybe NC State too, uh, all came after him. He's a uh, he's really fast. He ran a ten four six. Serious wheels, yeah, yeah. Ten four six and a hundred meters won state championship in four A in North Carolina, and also won the state championship in the two hundred meters with a twenty one point oh six. So. Uh, very fast, very fast, and uh, yeah, and you know his statistics weren't just like mind blowing, but they were pretty good. Forty three catches for six hundred one yards, five touchdowns uh, in eleven games, and also ran the ball twenty seven carries for three hundred twenty one yards. Uh, that's almost twelve yards a carry, four touchdowns. So um, yeah, um, an interesting late pickup. You wouldn't expect to see somebody out of the high school ranks committing this late in the process but um, Arkansas had a spot we didn't know what they would do with it I thought maybe they would you know just kind of keep it uh, but uh, worked out so wide receiver Trey wide receiver correct yes yeah I wouldn't mind seeing on the defensive side of the ball at the corner with that kind of speed yeah and good height 6-2 I mean who who knows how things will shake out Uh, I think right now just from you know the numbers. You know you want to you want to be able to to practice with quality players and you know have good scout team players too. And so I think it makes most sense for him to be at wide receiver, just where the numbers are now. It gives you three at each spot, so three deep at each mm-hmm. spot. Um, Savage wants to know by way of our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback says, "Ask Trey when is the next transfer portal date because." We're waiting on Nelson to transfer to the basketball team. He can sign it any time. Yeah, he can sign it any time. It's just you can get out of the portal any time. You just can't get in any time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, Back to the uh, scholarship distribution. You were talking a few minutes ago, maybe a little heavy on the tight ends. Uh, Six, what, what what are the numbers that you've always thought is the right number tied in? Well, four scholarship tied ends if gotcha. you're just using one. But they use a lot of two tied end sets. So gotcha. six makes sense. Okay. Okay. Because I heard you ask that, and I was wondering what what uh, why that seemed to be heavy at that position. But then when you think, yeah, the two tight ends, that makes total mm-hmm. sense as well. Um, this was, uh, let's see, from The Athletic. And they have, I mean, this is the time of the year, as you well know, Trey. We're going to get all kinds of rankings by position, by players, yada, yada, right. yada. Uh, but I do respect uh, the athletic college football quarterback tiers. You've got Caleb Williams, Drake May. And again, Drake May is the young man that uh, I think created an opportunity uh, for. Uh, young, as well to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
that uh, uh, Jacoby figured, okay, this kid's going to play. So if you got him ranked in the top tier, obviously. The kid from Washington, I've watched him play a couple times last year, Michael mm-hmm. Penix Jr. This guy's, I mean, he's electric. He is, uh, to me, he's your perfect dual-threat quarterback. Uh, but he is in that top tier, along with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Uh, then you drop down into tier number two. Actually, Caleb Williams is the only one in tier number one. Tier number two is Drake May and uh, Michael Penix. Tier three, Jaden Daniels of LSU, Frank Harris, UT San Antonio, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina, JJ McCarthy, Michigan, Bo Nix, Oregon. I don't get Bo Nix. Michael Pratt, Tulane, and Devin Leary, Kentucky. I didn't realize they had that kind of elite quarterback in the wings at uh, mm-hmm. at Kentucky. Well, he's a transfer, right? He transfer. He transfer. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. He is a transfer. Okay. That's yeah. The, that's yeah. the reason you why. Have have, you don't have to have a great transfer, or you don't have to have a great quarterback in the wings, right? Yeah. You know, I guess unless your your quarterback gets banged up a lot, like Arkansas did last year. But uh, the Bo next thing is interesting because, I mean, he never had a he never had a quarterback rating over 130 in his three years in the SEC. You know, he was throwing for like 1,900, 2,400 yards. I think one year he had like 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know, just not nothing out of this world and then so he goes to Oregon they play a much softer Pac-12 schedule he has a 165 passer rating throws for 3,500 yards 30 touchdowns whatever and uh, you know suddenly he's great so I'm not totally I mean that, that offense is, is obviously very good but um, not totally buying Bo Nix as just being like a tier 2 national quarterback no, no. Even tier three. Um, the quarterback that I think is as exciting, and he does play for LSU. I hate that. But uh, Jaden Daniels, I thought that young man really came on last year for the Tigers. Yeah, I think he kept getting better. Now, he didn't play very well against Arkansas. Uh, that was probably Arkansas's best defensive performance all year against LSU that just couldn't muster any offense at all without KJ. Uh, but Daniels is, I mean, he's fast. And, you know, he's a hes a pretty good thrower, but he is uh, super quick. And he's not big like KJ is. He's just, he's just fast. Um, I don't want to say, I don't think he's overrated. I think he might just be a little bit of, uh, just a hair overrated. I've seen him, you know, on a lot of these quarterback lists, like top five in the country and stuff. I'm not quite ready to put him there. Underdog wants to know, Trey, when will KJ get the respect nationally as a good quarterback? If he had stayed healthy all last year and stayed at the pace that he was at, I think he would have, you know, been getting it more. You know, I've seen him, you know, some lists, you know, around the spring and stuff. I've seen him as high as number one quarterback in the SEC. I've seen him get some respect. I mean, this is a, that's pretty solid respect there. You know, you have Caleb Williams, obviously one of the Heisman. So he's going to be on his own tier, and then you have a group of guys after that. That's, that's pretty good respect. But if KJ had kept at the, at the pace uh, he was at in the uh, what eleven games that he played and, and played all thirteen games, he would have thrown for like thirty two hundred yards. He would have uh, obviously had a few more interceptions or a few more touchdowns. I don't think he would have had. He might have had an interception. I think he threw an interception about every three games or so, so he might have had another interception. But he had more touchdowns. He would have set the Arkansas um, school rushing record uh, in a single season had he stayed healthy. Um, So he probably would be getting a little bit more love if he crossed that 3,000 plateau, you know, if he ran for 750 yards and, you know, put up a few more touchdowns. I think that he would have been getting a little bit more respect. But people just, you know, they look at the stats real quick. A lot of these, you know, especially national guys, they're just spread very thin in most cases. Look at the stats real quick. 2,600 yards, that's okay. I'm more of a runner, you know. If you throw for 3,000 plus, 
you know, that, that changes the perception a lot. Two interceptions were not his fault. No. Trey Knox, if you remember, had two passes go off his chest then mm-hmm. it being his interceptions. So, yep. still goes KJ down in the book. Not, still goes yeah, down KJ, the book. KJ does not throw a lot of interceptions. He had a, a pretty long streak the year before from, like, I think maybe he threw one in the bowl game. If I, I, maybe not remembering that right, but it was like from the old Miss game, a Hail Mary at halftime or something um, to the bowl game. Like, he had a, a pretty good streak. I, I think that might be – I think that's right. I think that's outback bow. Outback bow. Yeah. yeah. So that's a uh, it's pretty good streak. And yeah, you're right. Two of those uh, passes that he threw were, um, you know, one of them looked like Trey Knox just kind of handed the ball. Yeah. I mean, that one was that one was hard to figure out. The other one, I think he tipped up in the air, which happens. But yeah, a couple. Of, I mean, and that, that happens to, to, to a lot of quarterbacks. But uh, KJ has always been really accurate on the deep ball, and. I think a lot of people don't know that about him. I think he's going to get better on his intermediate stuff. You know, with this offense, you're going to see some more two-back sets. We saw that a little bit in the bowl game, but we hadn't seen that before. But we're going to see some more two-back sets. We'll see more two tight end sets. Of course, we'll see, you know, regular, what we're used to, 11 personnel with three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. Uh, We'll see KJ line up under center. We're going to see the ball go over the middle of the field. I was watching just the other day some some more Maryland stuff uh, just to kind of get, you know, some more ideas of how it looks in game. You know, we saw them in the spring. But, you know, that kind of verified a lot of what I saw in the spring. Um, they will throw the ball a good bit over the middle of the field, which we didn't see a whole lot with Kendall Bryles. Um, you're also going to see a lot of screen passes, like every – Every type of screen that you can imagine uh, to wide receivers, they're gonna they're gonna do that quite a bit too. So, and I think we'll see KJ, um, you know, roll out of the pocket more. Uh, so, and as long and you know, you'll still see the same stuff you're familiar with that Arkansas has run for a long time uh, with Kendall Bryce. You'll still see the RPO game with KJ, all the stuff that he does really well. And hopefully, with Dan Enos, the technician side of things will uh, make KJ a better quarterback and and improve him a little bit on you know some stuff some of the shorter throws where you know he doesn't just nail his target he gets it there 68% completion percentage last year but didn't just nail his target every time um, sometimes throws a little bit of a nose down spiral um, so hopefully those things get cleaned up a little bit he's made so much progress from the day he stepped on campus uh, as far as his throwing mechanics to now Trey, how much of the offense at Maryland, though, was Loxley's or Dan Enos? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question because, you know, their history, as far as I know, goes back to uh, Alabama when Loxley was offensive coordinator and Enos was quarterback's coach. Right. Um, So, but I would imagine it's, I mean, Loxley's obviously going to have some say, but I just think it's difficult in this day in college football to be your own play caller. I, I just, you know, obviously Sam Pittman's going to have a little bit more idea of how to help the offensive line than he has any other position, you know. And Loxley's, you know, as a coordinator, going to, you know, have have a lot of say too. Um, but I, I do think that that's that's what we're that's the offense that we're going to see based on. Um, you know, what I've seen watching Maryland games and what I saw in spring. How could you tolerate watching a Maryland game with the absolutely hideous uniforms they wear? Yeah. They're awful. They, yeah, they they are maybe among the worst ever. They're not even like ugly cool. No, like they're Oregon. just, yeah, they are just, <laughs> yeah. Oregon's ugly, ugly cool. But, yeah, I they're like cool that. to players. Yeah, Maryland's uniforms are hideous. Ugly cool. Well, I, I mean, because really when you say, uh, is it a hybrid of Alabama and Maryland? Because, as you mentioned, Loxley and, and uh, Dan Enos quite prominent in the offense at Alabama. Then Loxley goes as head coach to Maryland. He's going to bring a lot of stuff that he used from Alabama, even though he probably had better players to execute whatever offense it was at Alabama than Maryland. But then you get Dan Enos, who really is kind of getting a, a blend of all of that. So, um, but anyway, I, I just I just wondered how much Loxley may have had an influence last year. And I realize what you said, the head coach 
is going to have influence because it's his team. So uh, that's quite understandable. Uh, Piggy Smalls, yeah, we got plenty of time. Piggy Smalls says, question for Trey. Which team underachieved the most this year? Football, men's basketball, or baseball? Man, they all did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, baseball had baseball and basketball had a lot of injuries, and football had injuries to KJ. I mean, they lost. They didn't. They just couldn't produce any offense in the two games that he missed, and he was really too banged up to play in that Liberty game and shouldn't have played in it. You know, otherwise, maybe we're talking about. Let's see, would they end up winning seven games? Yeah, maybe we're talking about. Man. Yeah. You know, potentially, you know, get that Liberty game and get one of the two, you know, have some offense in that LSU game with KJ. And, you know, maybe you're the same as you were before. So you had some injuries, obviously. Basketball, same deal. You lost Trevon Brazil very early. I mean, and Nick Smith, two guys that you really built the team around. But it's hard to say, a sweet 16 run, you know, it's hard to just say that's underachieving. But they did. I mean, would they finish 10th? It's still it's it's yeah, just so from the SEC, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to say because of the injuries and then baseball it just seemed like every week there was a new issue with a, you know, somebody. So but for every for everything else baseball shared the SEC championship. For everything else they yeah, shared the SEC championship. So they would be last on the list for underachieving. And yeah. really you're right. If if anybody underachieved to be football cuz they lost a liberty. Other than that, yeah. In- injuries did play a major factor for all. Yeah, teams. I, I think I would say football because I mean basketball still made it to the Sweet 16 and baseball still made it a regional and were ranked what two in the country and three in the country I think in the last poll maybe and won the SEC split it. So Trey, we'll talk so to you tomorrow. Just Trey Media Hogsports.com. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O' Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Plus has been serving Central Arkansas for over 70 years. All the times you've bought a lumber package, power equipment, tools, doors from their door shop, grills, gutters, insulation, you name it, this family-owned company appreciates it. They know you have options and are thankful you continue to choose Whit Davis as your preferred lumberyard and hardware store. So thank you, Whit Davis customers, for 70 years and looking forward to 70 more. Razorback pitcher Gage Wood joins Drive Time Sports every week courtesy of Tacos for Life. At Tacos for Life, for every meal purchased, a meal is provided to a child in need. It's Gage Wood on Drive Time Sports, brought to you by Tacos for Life. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are, just dial 8 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. I'm Hunter Bell at Bell Chevrolet. We know the best part of being in Arkansas is the people. That's why we believe you're not just customers. You're our friends and family. We're determined to go above and beyond to help make things a little easier. And we put in the hours every day so we can take care of our families and you can take care of yours. We are here for you, Arkansas. Come help us make it even better at Bale. Shop Bale Chevrolet and BaleChevrolet.com today. Find new roads. My wife was the first to notice I was losing my hair. I thought, I am way too young for this. At QC Kinetics Hair Restoration, we see men and women of all ages struggling with hair loss. And for Nick, it began when he was just 32 years old. I didn't really think about it too much until last spring when I got sunburn on my scalp and, I don't know, it wasn't really that hot out. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments, all natural biologics, to reignite hair growth without surgery. And the results are amazing. I felt like I was hopeful, right? But then after the first few treatments, I already started to notice a difference. It just felt real, so I was just more excited to continue the process. Real results without invasive surgery. And as for Nick's wife... She loves it. I got my hair back in my early 30s. I want to look my age, and now I do. Schedule your free hair restoration consultation today with QC Kinetics. 
Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. You know, you hear the expression, it's time to bring out the big stick. It's time to bring out the big stick at Hennard's in Searcy. Hennard's Foothills Equipment. Challenge you. Kind of like we challenge you to use the big stick. Challenge you to go see the Kubota BX Subcompact Tractor. Now, it's the smallest tractor in Kubota's proven line of equipment. However, as Marcus loves to say, for the person who needs a little bit of a tractor but still needs to mow occasionally, you can equip these BX tractors with a mid-mount mower deck. And that's just the beginning of the options available on the Kubota BX tractor at Henry's Foothills Equipment in Searcy. Need a front-end loader? Yep. Got it. Bush hog. Yep, you got it. Box blade. Yep, you got it. Tiller. <laughs> yes, the list goes on. And you need to see my man Mickey because he's going to fit you like a glove on any and every option that you need that is just perfect for your application. And better yet, 0% financing for up to 60 months. In fact, you can go 1.99% for up to 84 months. That's Henry's Foothill Equipment, 1920 South Main Street in Searcy, or call 501-268-1987 and tell Mickey I sent you. And Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Let's check in with Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin. I would say there is a very important visitor that will be expected this week on the University of Arkansas campus. His name is... Am I supposed to fill in the blank? Grant Grant Nelson? Grant Nelson? Sounds like I it, was going to yeah. let you fill Go in ahead. the blank. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kevin McPherson, I mean, the only person... You know, we, Kevin uh-huh. McPherson's the only person that talks about basketball that last week said, no, they were never out on Grant Nelson, so I give you credit. You you said that, that they you left him, they left him alone, and now here he is visiting, right? Well, we're going to see. Uh, you know, he's already canceled a visit to <laughs> Baylor that he just Oh, scheduled. really? Okay. And, right. That was, so he, they were down to three schools to visit, Baylor, Alabama, then Arkansas at the end. So he didn't make the, the the Baylor trip, and you know, guys, I'm told this is really going to be a there's an NIL bidding war going on, and so uh oh, you know, while he's at Bama, if he likes what he sees and the, and, and they fill the bag up, you know, like maybe he cancels the Arkansas. I'm not I'm not projecting or predicting that. I'm saying huh. everything right now is moment to moment in that deal because it's moved pretty fast since he withdrew from the NBA draft. Uh, always. You know, going back to late April, before he got in the portal, I was told he was going to get in it, and Arkansas would be in it at the end if he decided to not play pro ball, which was the decision. Um, but you know, I, you know, based on where things are now, I think he's going to take the Arkansas visit. But you just never know because uh, Bama gets him first, and so let's see how that plays out. I, I don't want to get crucified over this, so I'm going to say it. I've got one source that tells me, and he's using quotes. 
this is, you know, I can't cite the source, but he's using quotes, uh, apparently comments from the family. Uh, they feel like they like Arkansas better than Alabama. Now, those are, you know, that's coming from third party, uh, not direct uh, from me to the family. And, you know, I'm, when I look at recruiting, it's not always just about what the family wants. The player, you know, he's going to weigh into it. And then if they have these handlers, especially with NIL money, that's going to factor in. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm giving you the info I have. I like to share info when I can. Uh doesn't mean that I believe he's coming to Arkansas, but I do think it's down to those two. That seems obvious right now. And um, I like Arkansas's chances as much as Alabama's. I'll go that far. Is it really that that cut and dry of a deal? Is it is it all about money? Is it all about the NIL deal, do you think? Well, that's one thing I'm told. Look, opportunity fit. He this is a guy that wants to play at the next level. And so he he you know, he went through the combine, he worked out with teams. Uh, you know, the feedback he got was, you know, this probably isn't the right time. Uh, to stay in, and so he's obviously looking for a place that can help get him more exposure, better competition, and, and test himself that way, and then get developed while getting that extra exposure than he would get at North Dakota State. With all due respect to that program, uh, you Alabama and Arkansas offer you know a national platform, and teams that have been ranked you know top ten, top fifteen over the last two or three years, Arkansas's done better than Alabama when you look at postseason. But when you look at regular season, Alabama's probably played a tougher non-conference schedule. I'd say they definitely have some big wins there. They get a lot of national attention, and they've won the SEC uh, conference uh, two of the last three years. So either way, you're going to get that. So, it, you know, I, I do think fit and comfort level with what his role would be is going to play into it. But uh, we also know how big NIL is, and this is a top-five transfer. When you're talking about 2,000 or so transfers in the portal this year, and he's ranked in the top five. He's going to be able to command uh, something there, and, and you know, uh, so he just made very well. If all things are equal, everything else is equal. It may come down to who, who ponies up more nil money. Kevin, does at any point does this work against though the Arkansas program and Eric Musselman that he basically is only going to play seven or eight? Uh, I don't think it hurts Arkansas. I think it could help um, because I, you know, um, I, I think he's a guy that would factor into that seven or eight. And so, you know, that that's you know that's gonna if you want minutes, if you want heavy minutes, and that's part of what you feel like you need to get your numbers up, or you know, because his numbers may not be quite as good as they were at North Dakota State when you're you're the be- you're by far the best player there. There'll be other really good players. Trevor and Brazil on the front line, one example. Uh, but but if you get more minutes, you might be able to you know you might be able to have if not comparable numbers, good numbers relative to the competition and the players on your own team. And we saw this year, Arkansas's got four players that stayed in the draft. And so most of those guys, their numbers probably would have been better if they were the only big dog on on the team or on campus. But you had a lot of guys that were you know, uh, battling for numbers there. And, it, and, and and most of those guys feel good about what they accomplished. So it's, it, you know, I think uh, when you look at playing seven or eight, as long as he feels like he's in that mix, I think it, it could help Musselman. Well, I'm sure they, they lay out the role. And then in this case, it's up to the player to see exactly where he thinks he's going to fit in. And certainly a lot of that's going to be the competition uh, at the position that he plays, which is going to determine well, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Arkansas has had, you know, again, we, I just mentioned the guys that went into the draft and stayed in there. A fifth guy, Devo Davis, another backcourt player, came back. So it was mostly backcourt players. I guess Jordan Walsh was a 3-4 combo. He was a small ball four. Uh, but there was a lot of competition, not only for minutes, but role in, in backcourt. So frontcourt, you know, you need more than one. And you need more, you know, you need more than two. And and we've seen Arkansas be really thin on the front court in years past. Last year they had more depth, but their best player, Trevor Brazil, went down with injury. Uh, but to me, you can have a one-two punch on that front line with Brazil and Nelson. And there are plenty of ways to make that work and to be attractive for him uh, to see a, see positives there. Were you kind of surprised at the comment that Jordan Walsh made uh, to the ESPN 
uh, rider now, you're going to see the real Jordan Walsh that uh, he had the handcuffs on, as he's described them, <laughs> at Arkansas? Well, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I'm not. At, at the same time, you know, I probably won't say much more about why I'm not surprised relative to him specifically, but in generally, general speaking, generally speaking, when you're looking at five-star guys coming in and they're young players coming out of high school, they, they probably believe they're the best player on the floor. And then sometimes there's some reality in their growth as a player and their development that sets in, and, and they may not be able to see it right away. And so I think, you know, when you try to get a player to play to their strengths and not necessarily numbers that they got in high school, uh, you know, uh, looking back on it 12 months later now that you're moving on to the next level, you may not be fully seeing, you may not see the full picture of how it helped you. And some players are more mature and they get it uh, earlier and sooner, and, and some it may take a while, and some guys may never see it. They may think, you know what, I went there and I had the handcuffs on, and that's just what it is. So, you know, but I'm not surprised by that coming from Jordan, A, B. I'm not surprised by it. Sometimes in general, these five-star guys, you know, they but they expect <laughs> they expect the, the keys to the kingdom when they step on campus sometimes. This from our um, Asher Record Service Company live feedback, Savage says, Ask Hoop Scoop, does Nelson fit with this roster, and what the, or where does that push Jalen Graham if he comes? Yeah. Well, we saw Arkansas last year. Guys got to play and got opportunities. Injury played into that. Um, but, but, you know, you, you know, you look at Bayfall, who's expected to come in, by the way, sometime in June, guys. We'll see how that plays out. But he's a freshman, even though he's a McDonald's All-American. Mussman prefers guys with experience. And so I think, you know, you look at that, you know, you basically got four frontliners. If once McCoy, Mitchell, you know, Jalen Graham, Trevor Brazil, and, and if you added a Nelson. Uh, and, I, and I think he fits great because of his versatility. He can do a lot with the basketball handling the basketball at 6'11", and I think it only helps other players. Uh, the more multiple each one of your guys can be in, in things they can do and create matchup problems, then it opens up for others. You know, Arkansas had talent last year and guys that normally would create maybe matchup problems, but all the seemed like all the players had the same strengths and like uh, in other areas in the same areas, like three-point shooting, mid-range shooting, and so everything defense gets to just sag in and pick and choose. Guys like Trevor in Brazil and Grant Nelson make it very difficult to do that because of their skill level, their size, their athletic talent, and all these things. So you, if you can go from one of those guys who Musselman called Brazil, one of the top five players in the SEC when he went down to injury, and you can add another premier player alongside him, I don't think there's a conflict there. I think it only helps everybody. Okay, I've, I've not seen – I can't remember the game when Arkansas played against North, North Dakota State – Kevin, if you can, kind of elaborate on Grant Nelson's game. Um, is he like yeah. a Trevin Brazil? Well, I think Brazil's probably a more efficient shooter from three and from facing the basket. But Nelson is good enough where defenses have to respect it. I think he's the better ball handler in certain situations. And at 6'11", he can drive. He can, if he, he can get to a driving angle, get by a guy, he's, he's quick and a long strider at that and get to the rim. If you wall him off or help comes, he can then turn, turn his back, and now he's backing guys down, and he's got true low-post moves. He can drop step baseline. He can turn over either shoulder going left or right into the paint and finish. And so he goes from a ball hand, a primary handler to a post player. And, you know, there's just not a lot of guys that bring those elements and, and package those kind of things together. You go back and look at his numbers nearly, you know, uh, between 9 and 10 rebounds a game. You know, it's not high major level, but still that's very good. Uh, nearly two blocks a game. He's probably behind defensively uh, relative to his offense. That's what, that's true with a lot of players that are young. Here. Hang on, Kevin. Listen each Monday when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. As the tributes poured in for Jim Brown upon his death at the age of 87, it was noted that this greatest running back of them all in his day was bigger than most offensive linemen and faster than most wide receivers. Ernie Accorsi, Brown's GM from 1985 to 92, tells of watching Brown destroy the Colts with 178 yards rushing and five TDs. 
Colts coach Weeb Eubank had noticed Brown was tipping plays by which hand he lined up with in the dirt. It didn't matter. Colts linebacker Dick Shemansky said, Coach, I knew where he was going, but I couldn't catch him or tackle him. In Jim Brown's amazing career, few could. Come on by Double B's this week for some snacky treats, home-cooked vittles, and refreshing beverages. You'll be in and out in no time and on your way to face the day. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. A great deal on select Kubota equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full disclaimer. Visit your leading Kubota dealers today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around Central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Now is a great time to get on the water, kick back, and do some fishing. And the team at Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart is ready to help you out. Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart is your Tohatsu Outboard dealer. Tohatsu Outboards are affordably priced and backed by a five-year warranty. Max offers competitive prices and in-house financing, along with a service center with certified Tohatsu technicians. Fishing rods to guns, casual summer clothing to a new Tohatsu Outboard. Max has everything you need for summer fun. So stop by Max Perry Wings in Stuttgart today or do some browsing and shopping online at maxpw.com. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. (laughs) See shelter agents Paul Griffin in Monticello, Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, or John Goins in Little Rock. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, submitting on his hoop scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, we are of the number opinion, one spot, one spot only that's left on this current Arkansas roster, 13 scholarship players. Grant Nelson doesn't end up at Arkansas. Is there a next? Yes. Yes. Arkansas, um, we'll see how long it would play out after that. Um, you know, I don't anticipate Eric Musman's going to let that scholarship go unfilled to start the season. How soon next would be, I, I don't want to, you know, speculate right now. Um, right now they're focused on Grant Nelson. You know, like I said before, we went went into the break. You know, I, I like Arkansas's chances as much as as Alabama's, but I'm not I'm not predicting on this one, or I'm not in a place where I, I will right now or can. Uh, and you hear different things, but I, I do think Arkansas. You know, there was a player or two that Arkansas could have taken and could have had uh, while they were waiting on Ron Holland and Grant Nelson to make his decision, and Jordan Walsh for that matter, um, and, and 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 miss on a couple of guys they could have had. So. Uh, they got some really good feedback. I mentioned this on Friday. They they thought they were getting Holland. Obviously, that didn't pan out. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think they were ever really comfortable that Walsh would return. Um, but I think at one point they they thought it was a toss up, and so they had to you know basically leave it open in case. 
Um, so, you know, one or two guys got away that, that I, I wouldn't put on the level of a Holland or a Grant Nelson for sure. Uh, and then, so you, you give yourself your best chance to land those guys. You've got to have a scholarship open if you're telling them you got a place for them. Uh, if this doesn't work out, though, to answer your question, I do think Arkansas will circle back on some things and, and continue to, you know, close on a decision on who they would prefer to fill that, that one spot. By the way, guys, Arkansas, not only are they back on campus, went through physical, started summer school, they're already doing limited practice work. I had a story at hogbuild.net today about that, some of the stuff they typically go through early on, and they're already doing drill work. But the big takeaway right now is they've got nine scholarship players that are full participants. I mentioned in the first segment Bay Falls not on campus yet. Uh, Trevor Brazil is going through his process. He told us, you know, a few months ago, it'd probably be sometime in September before he was full go. So it's expected that he'd be a limited participant. And then, you know, Makai Mitchell's in a walking boot, or has been, and, and, and he's a non-participant right now in practice. I think he's expected to make a full recovery in time for the season. Uh, and it obviously returned to practice before the season. Uh, but those are, you know, those are three guys and frontline guys at that. Uh, and you've got 12 on scholarship right now, so that means nine guys and two walk-ons are doing, the, you know, doing all the drill work. Like I said, I think uh, Trevor Brazil's doing some things, but but limited for now. And that's to be well, that was to be expected. Uh, but this just goes to show you, Arkansas is usually not, you know, starting up. They, there may be injuries in, in June and other parts of the preseason where guys sit out for a little bit, but you know they don't have all hands on deck yet. Uh, and and they've had a little bit of an injury bug here, um, you know. But nothing serious, you know. Trevor Brazil's injury was serious, but it was months ago. We know that it was back in December, so uh, just a little bit shorthanded as they start things off in practice. But you know, it's four hours a week. They're getting a lot done in there. Grant Nelson, by the way, on his visit, will have a chance to check him out at practice because that's you know they're they're already into it. I don't know if this is the year of the injury for all of Arkansas sports, but man, <laughs> there have been a rash of injuries in all sports. Kind of scared me a second ago when you you start talking about Mitchell in a walking boot. We know about Brazil coming back off of his injury, and geez, I hate to think starting the year off sounds like uh, already with some some injuries. Um, former Razorback transferring to Missouri Conover Vanover were you surprised at that move no I, I knew he they were interested in him and uh, I'm not surprised by it Connor you know Connor's been at the high major level this will be his third stop remember he started as a true freshman at Cal and started a good number of games there before transferring with Musselman's first year that was part of his first recruiting class just a few weeks into the job um, and, and he sat out the red shirt year. Back then, he had to sit out still, unless you got your waiver approved, which really required the school you're transferring from to, to, to basically green light it. And Cal didn't do that. And so he sat out. He played two years at Arkansas. Uh, you know, got the, got the, the transfer to Oral Roberts and was able to get, you know, get cleared to play right away. And so this will be his fourth school and his third high major stop and I think Connor's always wanted to prove himself at the high major level he had good games for a not very good Cal team he had some good games and helped Arkansas but it was sporadic and not a you know not an ongoing role in the top seven rotation for the most part in his two years but he did help that team um, and then we'll see what he's able to do for a Missouri team that you know had, had a bounce back under under Dennis Gates in his first year had an NCAA tournament team you know after kind of you know floundering there for a while uh, so we'll see how Connor's able to help uh, Missouri in the SEC. We know Arkansas gets some round robin, home and away every year. That's one of the teams they play do that every year with, and so Arkansas get, get to look at him twice if he's healthy. And I would think Razorback fans would welcome him warmly. Uh, you know, he he didn't play much at the end of his last year at Arkansas, so it wasn't his fault that he left. Wouldn't you agree? But he was a. I agree. He, he was the number right, one always, cheerleader on the bench. Yeah, he was. That's exactly right. It, it, yeah. And I and I always say, if a guy's not playing, the probably the best thing for him is to go somewhere where he can play. You know, and, and even and if it's an, an in-state guy, I mean, Connor was part of Arkansas's program for three years. I mentioned the redshirt season. He was. He spent a lot of time there. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he he's sure a guy did. that should, in my opinion, get some warm 
uh, reception when he when he comes back to Fayetteville. Uh, this from Underdog. He says Nelson reminds me of Gordon Hayward before he broke his leg. Ask Hoop Scoop if he's that good in his opinion. Gordon Haywood played at Butler, took Butler to the championship game, didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, but it, and he was a young star uh, in the NBA uh, before he got hurt, and he's still a good player, but he's not what he was. He, uh, you know, that you know, that's I, I'd say Gordon's but got better range as a shooter, and and probably you know neither guy's going to blow you away with quickness. Um, so you know there are some comparisons there when you start talking about, but but Grant's a you know. Uh, as a as a taller, longer player, uh, a little bit different, uh, but I'd say there are you know I, I don't know if I'm ready to put him on that level of a, a talent even in, at the college level right now. Uh, Gordon Hayward was he was an uh, special, and, and and this young man could be could maybe prove to be wherever his next stop is. Well, the thing about uh, Hayward, he was so smart. He had great instincts on the floor, and. Um, and then, unfortunately, that injury, uh, he was such a disappointment. I, I was so excited uh, when he was going to Boston. I thought, man, this is the final yeah. piece that was missing, but he just couldn't regain that form because of uh, the injury he had suffered. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he, he wasn't the same player. and Very crafty. You know, you talk about his smarts. He had a counter move for everything you threw at him, uh, and, he, and he had some of that stuff as a college player. And he said, ooh, this looks like the NBA kind of – you know, extra stuff that he had in his craft. And, you know, I don't know that Grant's quite at that level, but he's got some really nice stuff in his arsenal. Um, you know, and he, he stands out to me compared to a lot of guys in the college game now. And then you factor in 6'11", it's just, I'm not going to call him a unicorn, but, you know, that, that, that phrase gets thrown around. And I think, you know, Trevor in Brazil and then having a guy like him in Arkansas would really present some matchup problems. Sound like they mirror each other, Kevin. In some ways, I you know I think Brazil again. I think he's a little better shooter, um, and you know I think Brazil's probably a little better. You know Brazil's quickness and flashing and passing lanes and running the floor. Grant Nelson does some of that stuff, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know that he's as electric uh, as as we've seen uh, Trevor and B in certain scenarios and so. But there are similarities. There's no doubt. Size, length, athleticism. Grant's no slouch quickness, and they both can really put pressure on defend defenses and defenders because you can't, they're not stationary guys, and they're not just around the basket guys. They can beat you 30 feet in, and even if it's not a shot they're taking from 30 feet, they can handle well enough to beat you off the dribble, make the pass. Uh, Kevin, we got to go. Thank you, Kevin. Stanford Road and Conway, in addition to their Russellville location. Get up to $75 cash back when you bundle Pool Life pool chemicals, and they also have plenty of pool toys. LuxuryPoolArkansas.com. Live the life of luxury with Luxury Pool and Spa. Crossroads Building Supply, offering best-in-class service to North Little Rock, Hot Springs, and surrounding areas. 